Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. Giants versus Panthers. On Sunday, we are excited to give you the preview for that one. That is Sunday, September 18th, a 1 o'clock start, a normal 1 o'clock start, compared to the 4 o'clock that we saw this past weekend. Might I add the 1-0 Giants, the over 500 Giants, and the first Giant Take podcast preview episode where the New York Giants are over 500. Take that in first. That's crazy. We have never done a preview (laughs) for a New York Giants game besides in the preseason. When the Giants have been over 500 as a team, and this is our third season of podcasting <laughs> in season. Like, can you believe that? It's, I, it's crazy. Crazy, man. I, I can't believe it. But, hey, we're breaking records here. Giants are breaking records. Giant Take is breaking records. It's all going crazy. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, how, how you doing? I know it's a Thursday. I know we're busy. Um, you know, we're, we're recording this before Thursday Night Football. And it's going to be a good one. Chargers Chiefs. So we won't talk much about it because we know whoever's listening knows the results of that one already. But we're really excited for it. And hopefully, when you're listening, it was an exciting game. And it wasn't like just like a really um, poor uh, effort by both teams. So we're, we're hoping it's ex- yeah. an exciting night of football. But I'm looking forward to that. And that's how I'm doing. That's like... I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to, to that too. I'm just hoping I can get my uh, schoolwork done before then. Um, <laughs> oh, senior year sucks, man, doesn't it? It does suck, man. Everyone says it's the easy <laughs> year, and then it turns out to not be the easy year. I don't know. No, you know, I actually was, my coworker like two summers ago at my job said, one person, like the first person to tell me like, senior year was harder for me than junior year. I was like, really? Like, I thought all the easy classes are there. No, no, I got harder class in, jun- in senior year than I did junior year. I was like... Oh, really? Okay. Well, I took it in and I we, we went through junior year and I was like, all right, junior year. And then it's over. I mean, We're good. So, like no. some of my. Yeah, right. And some of my senior friends uh, who just graduated this past year from high school were like, yeah, it was pretty hard, whatever. I did not expect we would be getting these first two weeks. It is horrendous. Oh, how many assignments we've been getting quizzes, tests coming up. Oh, my God. It's a lot of work. Um, but but you know what we do? We still value the podcast, and we're still here recording for you, and we're going to keep giving you that New York Giants content. So let's start out with the Offensive Player of the Week in the NFC, Saquon Barkley. Yes, the running back for the New York Giants that had that bounce back week one since his injury last season. A super exciting game for him. It was the first time uh, that the running game, or what was it again? What's the stat? Shoot. I forget the name. I have no idea oh, what you're talking about. It's not IPP, is it? It's um like the efficiency rating for what's better, passing or running. No idea. I, yeah, you didn't even know that stat existed, and I'm into stats. I forget what it is, but it's for like a game for a certain team. What works better? What's more efficient, passing hmm. or running? And obviously, the NFL norm is passing. For the Giants, it's even passing too, even though they ran it heavy last year. It was the like it was the, the first game of the season. It was actually more efficient running the ball than they were passing the ball. The Giants last week. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know the exact name of the stat. Uh, but anyway, Saquon Barkley winning the uh, uh, NFC East off or NFC Offensive Player of the Week. That's a big deal here. Again, reminding you of his stats. From last week, it was a very, very nice uh, week for him. And he was absolutely robbed in the FedEx air and ground or whatever there. Boycott FedEx. We're only using UPS now. 
<laughs> but anyway, let me get to the stats. It was, again, 18 carries, 164 yards, which was nine yards a carry and a touchdown rushing. And then passing, too, he had a couple catches, six, uh, more than a couple, and 30 yards there as well receiving. So really good week for Saquon Barkley. We're hoping we, he can keep it up uh, in week two against the Panthers. And again, Alex, we're going to talk about this because it's true. Now, I'm not trying to say the Giants' schedule is easy, but I'm going to say it. The Giants' schedule is winnable. Like, they can win these games. But obviously, if this is like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Los Angeles Chargers playing tonight, yes, then it's easy for them. But it's the Giants, right? We're still talking about a team that's pretty bad, uh, if not like medium, uh, when it comes to their level of competitiveness in the NFL. But they're playing the Panthers this week. If you remember, next week, Monday Night Football, they're playing the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Dak Prescott is out until at least late October. Killing my fantasy team. Cooper Rush is taking over at the quarterback position. So that becomes a winnable game against the Cowboys, even though it wasn't looking at it the week before, or yeah, before Dak got injured. Then it's the Bears who have, I mean, their team is pretty good. They won in like the uh, flood game last week. Then it's the Packers and it's Aaron Rodgers, but no wide receiver surrounding him. And he was pissed last week at his lack of weapons with Devontae Adams missing. And then we play the Ravens. But the next, what is it, four games then coming up for the New York Giants are pretty winnable. Like they can do this if they really put their minds to it. And I know they're limiting. There's a lot of people limited this week in practice. We'll get to the injury report in a little bit up to what we have now on Thursday evening. But there's a chance, Alex. This team, if they really put their, their head to it, if they really put their mind into it, um, they listen to Brian Dable and his coaching staff. They can do this. They can get stuff done. They can get wins. I mean, I agree. Uh, you look at the Panthers, obviously an extremely winnable game. The Cowboys now without uh, Dak are an extremely winnable game. The Bears, even though they won the Monsoon Bowl, uh, are still a winnable game. Um, I-, I think these four weeks, the Giants have potential to go 4-0. Am I predicting they're going to go 4-0? No. Uh, do I even think they're going to go 3-1? Probably not. Um, I'd probably expect them to win one out of these next three. But it's just, you know, this schedule is not tough, right? We weren't very good last year, so obviously our schedule is not going to be that great this year. Um, and I don't think, you know, as much as these teams we're playing are not very good, the Giants aren't very good either. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up this level of play um, that they had against the Titans. You know, hope I'm wrong, but... We'll just have to wait and see. Can Saquon Barkley really, uh, you know, carry this team on his back every single game of the season, put up almost 200 yards every single game of the season? I don't think so. Uh, As much as he is kind of Superman, he's not that much Superman. Um, I guess we'll talk about some of the injuries this week for the Giants, some players who won't be playing uh, this weekend against Carolina. So the Giants' uh, second-round pick in this past draft, wide receiver Wandell Robinson's considered day-to-day. Per Brian Dable, he has a knee injury. People were really concerned over the weekend when he went out um, because obviously knee injuries are very scary, but it looks like he's more of a day-to-day. Do I expect him to play this weekend? Probably not, um, but we'll have to wait and see. A player who's certainly not playing this weekend uh, is cornerback Aaron Robinson, who actually had a pretty solid game against the Titans. Uh, he had his appendix removed. He's out for this week. Um, so no cornerback uh, number two. Who's our cornerback number two? Maybe a player like Fabian Moreau, uh, the 17 or 16 game starter from last year for the Falcons, who's currently on our practice squad. Could it be a little bit of Cordell Flott on the outside? Could it be a bit of Zion Gilbert also on the practice squad? We'll have to wait and see. 
uh, and cornerback number two is going to be that interesting position to see who gets the nod. Uh, if you look at the Panthers, they got DJ Moore as their wide receiver one, but wide receiver two, they do have Robbie Anderson. Who's going to cover him? Um, and that'll be uh, the big thing to see uh, this weekend in terms of the surprise. Yeah, Alex, you're completely right. And um, it's going to be interesting with what we're going to see there. Another interesting thing is when it comes to Christian McCaffrey, he had a pretty good week one. I think his stat line shows up for it. I mean, uh, rushing, not so good with the 33 yards rushing, but he also was available in the passing game for four catch for 24 yards. So it was like a kind of like a normal game, not or a little below average game for how good Christian McCaffrey can be. But remember, this is Christian McCaffrey. They use him in the passing game. They use him in the rushing game. We'll see how much they use him against the Giants. He actually did not practice, I want to say, today today or yesterday uh, for rest purposes. So don't know what that means. Don't know if that's just like a veteran thing or if it's a tiredness, whatever it is. He did not practice, I think it was today, I want to say Thursday, uh, because of... um, just, it just said rest. So we'll have to see what happens with that. What I would say about Christian McCaffrey is you cannot have Tay Crowder or Austin Calitro covering him. Uh, my God, will that be uh, a bad ending? I think you're going to have to bring a safety down to cover him. Maybe that being Julian Love would be my best guess um, because you cannot have Tay Crowder and Austin Calitro running 50 yards behind him while he scores a touchdown every single drive. Um, cause those guys cannot cover him. He's just too quick. He's too explosive for them to handle. So, uh, practice today, we had two pieces of news, negative and positive news. I'm going to knock out negative first and then go to the positive. Cause I think that's just like how I want to do it here. And the negative news being Kadarius Tony with a hamstring injury added to the injury report as limited participation today in practice dealt with a hamstring injury throughout the summer. Uh, but basically the later half of the summer. It's always a new injury with Kadarius Toney. And obviously he did not play a majority of snaps. Brian Dable uh, in the last game against the Titans, for anyone who needs context, Brian Dable in his press conference said that we have different wide receiver schemes for each game. It's going to change on how much reps each guy gets. Um, so maybe Tony, this was his week to to step up. And I'm not saying that he's not going to play, but it's just another injury happening with Kadarius Tony, which is just it's just bad repetition. And Tony actually, funny enough, having a quote <laughs> yesterday, like a funny quote about how um Give me a dollar someone asked him were, Yeah, were, were you disappointed in not playing uh in the game a lot of snaps at least and he was like he was like not playing, we got the win. What do you what do you want? A dollar? I was <laughs> And then he asked uh, and then he told Jordan Rana, you sound crazy. Uh, a little bit later about the win when he was like, we won, like you sound crazy. Um, So that's fun. And then he, after this news, people are obviously talking about his injury history and he comes out on Instagram um, and starts like roasting people who posted about him. One of them being uh, Alex Wilson. So he's, he's, uh, he's definitely taking shots. Yeah, um, but a guy who has been taking or took some sh- uh, a shot specifically in preseason, which knocked him out a while, is back on the practice field, and that is Kayvon Thibodeau. Says he feels quote really confident in playing Sunday, and he's very optimistic about playing versus the Panthers. Uh, but we'll see how he feels in the next few days. Until Sunday, there's still some stuff to kind of clear up. Remains day to day after participating uh, in a limited capacity Thursday. 
Although the capacity he did practice in, it wasn't just during individual drills. Coach Brian Dable mentioned that Thibodeau actually did some stuff in team drills, and that was on Wednesday. So he even had another practice today on Thursday, even though I think it was also limited again today. Um, He still practiced, so that's a good thing. And let's just hope he makes his debut on Sunday, but we don't want to rush it. If Don't force him to play on Sunday if he's not 100%. If he's not 100%, keep resting him. We'll save it another week. Remember, this This is still a rebuilding season as much as we're super excited the Giants are 1-0. Still a rebuilding season. Uh, and just be careful with Kayvon Thibodeau's health. That's all I got to say there. Yeah, completely agree with you. Um, speaking of health of, of the general team, I guess we could talk about here. Let's go through the injury reports for Wednesday and Thursday, which is today when we're recording this. So on Wednesday, the did not practice part or the did not practice players included cornerback Nick McLeod with a hamstring, Aaron Robinson with the appendix that we discussed earlier, Wandell Robinson with the knee also discussed earlier. Limited players included John Feliciano, lower leg, Aziz Ojolari, calf, Jason Pinnock, shoulder, and Kayvon Thibodeau with a knee injury. Uh, today, the did-not-practice players included off- offensive lineman Devery Hamilton, illness, cornerback Nick McLeod, hamstring, Aaron Robinson again, appendix, uh, and Wandell Robinson as well again with the knee. Limited John Feliciano, lower leg, Ojolari with the calf, Pinnock with the shoulder, Thibodeau with the knee, and then like you also mentioned with Kadarius Tony, a hamstring injury kept him limited today. Uh, we'll see what the injury report looks like coming out tomorrow on Friday or today when you're listening to this, um, but it looks like Aziz Ojolari probably a no again this week, cave on Thibodeau, kind of a coin flip. Kadarius Tony looks like because he's just limited, I think he'll be okay to go, um, but obviously those do not practice guys, I do not think will be making an appearance this weekend. Nick McLeod certainly could have been helpful uh, due to the fact that we are out of a CB2. Um, You know, he definitely has some experience at that position. I do think Fabian Moreau is the obvious candidate here to step in uh, with his experience from last year. I think, Alex, with the injury now of Wandale Robinson, like you said, it's leaning like he's not going to play. He did not practice Wednesday and Thursday. I think that kind of indicates his status there. And again, another rookie, you don't want to rush him back. So if he is not 100% healthy, don't play him. There's no reason to force it. So there's that. And then also, because of that, and then also, I said also twice, and then because of Kadarius Tony now being limited too, even if he plays on Sunday, you would think he gets limited snaps if he's still injured at that point. So I think we're going to see two wide receivers stepping up and taking uh, a little bit of more snaps on this team. And that is David Sills. And you know the other person I'm going to say. Your boy, Darius Slayton. Uh, I think those two guys are going to have a pretty pretty major impact, or at least you hope they will. At least they'll have a good increased snap count from last week uh, and be playing in this game a little bit more often than uh, we, we were expecting, which is a bad thing in the way you look at it depth chart-wise, but good thing in Alex's mind is he loves Kadarius Tony and he can't stop talking about him every episode. I mean, uh, loves Darius Slayton and he can't stop talking about him every episode. So I'm a Darius Slayton that. fanboy. That, that is exactly what you are. <laughs> um, and I think with that being said, Alex, you ready to get into our NFL picks this week? Uh, Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about last week, though, first. That's why I yes, was like, of struggling. Course, of course. Let's talk about last week. Of course... I took the W last week, Um, 10 correct for me, 5 incorrect, Josh had 9 correct and 6 incorrect, he's a real novice at this, I'm obviously a professional, 
Um, well, and yeah. Just before we, go, I'm gonna cut you off like you cut me off. Just before we, yeah, just before we go into the picks, I want to just remind everyone that how we do this is we do the picks, um, and then obviously after the picks, we'll go over our Giants and Panthers players to watch, as well as give our score predictions on the game, and then that'll be the rest of the episode. But we we made a mistake last week. If it was your first time listening to the Titans preview, we we kind of messed that up. This is the normal order we do things around here. So. Alex, if you want to keep the tradition up this season, I guess you can start with the 1 o'clock games whenever you're ready. Yes, I can do the 1 o'clock games. Um, Here we go. So, we got Chiefs-Chargers. Obviously, that is Thursday night football. That's tonight. Um, Excited to watch that. I have the Chiefs. Josh has the Chargers. Steelers-Patriots. We both have the Steelers. uh, Not Panthers-Giants. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, uh, Jets-Browns. We both have the Browns-Colts. Jaguars, we both have the Colts. Ravens, Dolphins, I have the Ravens. Josh has the Dolphins. Buccaneers, Saints, I have the Buccaneers. Josh also has the Buccaneers. Uh, Lions, Commanders, I have the Commanders. Josh has the Lions. What are what are we looking at for the 4 o'clock games? Uh, we are looking at the Seahawks and 49ers to start, and we both have the 49ers winning that game. Rams against the Falcons. Rams taking the W there for the both of us. And then we also have a double-double here with both of us having one team, that being the Las Vegas Raiders over the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Texans versus Broncos is the next one up. We double up on basically all of these here, but here's another double up there, us having the Broncos. And the next game is Cincinnati Bengals versus the Dallas Cowboys. No Dak, no win. Both of us predict a loss. Although Joe Burrow looked really bad last week throwing all those interceptions, we'll have to see. Bears versus Packers. Alex is the Packers. I have the Bears. And then the next game here, Titans-Bills. We both have the Bills winning that one. Vikings-Eagles. Remember, double Monday night slate. Do you know why they're doing that, Alex? I actually... Is I, just like, I hate that they do that. Like, I want to watch... Is it because it's like the second week of football? Why? I, I feel like that... It's annoying. At least, like, scattered a little bit differently. Like, make it so one starts at six and one starts at nine or something i don't even understand it though because i mean like thursdays i get it thursdays of thanksgiving i get because three games say it's a holiday you know it's fun it's thanksgiving but there's no like holiday on monday I think, no I it's it's, it's, it's annoying i don't i don't understand it because you know I, anyway. I like enjoying my month like which one's the actual monday night football and which one's like the fake like which one is the manning casket like which one's the real one that's like what i think about it, it annoys me probably the 30 yeah i guess so because right, it's later more prime time but anyway vikings eagles i want to get this last pick out of here uh, vikings for alex eagles for myself and that is going to do it for our game picks of week two we'll update you for our next preview when the giants are about to play or looking forward to playing the cowboys but we got one game before that, and that's the one this Sunday, this weekend, the Pan- you know the Panthers preview that you're listening to currently. Let's go over our players to watch, and then we'll give our score predictions. Alex, you start. All right, so on the Titans, uh, or not the Titans, the Panthers we're playing this week. Um, on the Panthers, I'm looking at wide receiver position, and we are out without Aaron Robinson. Who's going to be CB2? Who's going to be covering Robbie Anderson, who's my player to watch? Uh, he's killed us in the past with his deep speed. Uh, and I think, you know, he had a good game last game in week one. I think he could continue that with Baker. Um, so he's my player to watch. Uh, I'm definitely concerned about what he can do to this team. Yeah, Alex, uh, you make up a good point there. And, you know, I, I'll be full on honest uh, copying you, I guess, here with my yeah, you're uh, basic. Panth- I, am I really that basic? Is that what you're, you're calling basic. me? You're basic. Basic. Well, 
Uh, I'm not really that basic because the guy who had a thousand plus yard season last year, the guy who led the Panthers in reception yards, I believe also in receptions in general, in targets, just led them in everything except touchdowns when it comes to wide receivers. Robbie Anderson led that. But he did lead them in yards by a landslide. Robbie Anderson finishing last season with 519 yards receiving. Well, this guy, DJ Moore, had 1,157 yards. Now, in their week one matchup against the Cleveland Browns, he didn't put up much. Three catches for 43 yards. But if you remember, Robbie Anderson wouldn't have this big five catches, 102-yard stat line if it wasn't for one long touchdown in particular. And that is why Alex is wrong and I am right. Your player to watch on the Carolina Panthers is DJ Moore. And we look towards the Giants, and I do a basic player here, and I'm just going to say it because I want him to succeed. And I did it last week, and it worked out because we all want him to succeed, and that is the running back, Saquon Barkley. Can he tear it up again? That's the big question. We'll see if he can answer it, and I wanted to do so, and that is why Saquon Barkley is my Giants player to watch on Sunday. My pillar to watch for the Giants is Kenny Galladay. As much as we went after him during training camp, he was actually open quite a bit. Uh, this past weekend, but Daniel Jones really just didn't hit him. Can he get that same type of separation that he had? Uh, and can he do stuff? Uh, and can he do big things with that separation? And can he be targeted enough uh, that he's actually involved in the game? We'll have to wait and see, but he's a player that I'm interested in watching. Um, game predictions, I guess, here. I'm going to go 21-20 Giants. I think it's a close one. I think the Giants get a touchdown, they go for two, and they win it. That's just, I have a feeling. You know, Brian with, you know, the balls of steel here. <laughs> All right, so the New York Giants, we look at Vegas, we look at betting, because that's what everyone looks at nowadays. The Giants are favored. I believe they're minus two, minus two and a half, depending on where you look. That is not good. Anytime the Giants are favored in any game, it never ends up well. And that's how I look at it here. The Giants are minus two. Everyone's picking them in game picks. I saw the NFL Network ones. Remember, they all, all of the NFL Network people last week predicted the Titans. So then the Giants posted the meme about it saying, like, look at us now. You know, we won. Well, now they basically all picked the Giants except, like, two or three people. So we're all favored, and you know what happens. They normally choke. It's a new era, though, so I'm hoping not. But I'm going to go to my prediction now, which is kind of a weird one score-wise. 24-15. Um, uh, Panthers is what I meant to put here. I I put Giants in the dock. What are the Giants going to score? How many? Five field goals? So, yeah, I I did it in the way of five field goals, or they get the three field goals, make it nine. They get a touchdown. Dable, balls of steel, goes for a two-point conversion again because he wants to make it close, and he wants to go to 17 instead of 16 with an extra point. That's the big brain mentality of my score prediction right there. And you see how it would make sense because it's better, obviously, 24-7. All right, I'm not going to explain it. You understand. But anyway, 24-15 Panthers is my final score You're having prediction. us lose by two scores, by two possessions. Uh-uh. Yeah. Disrespect to this Giants team. Dable's going to prove you wrong, man. Alex, what's our number? Two, who's our number two cornerback this week? Fabian Moreau, the GOAT. All right. <laughs> my point exactly. But hopefully they prove me wrong and hopefully you prove me Wrong. Yes, you proved me wrong, and the Giants proved me wrong as well. Anyway, um, let's wrap this one up by giving you a few places to help us out. You can subscribe on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Go to shipitstudios.com slash Take to check us out on there. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok, The Giant Take Pod, Instagram and Facebook, The Giant Take. Appreciate you all your f- Facebook feedback and fans. <laughs> We're popping off on the Facebook right now. 
which is super cool. <laughs> um, you can follow Alex on Twitter at anorian23. I'm Josh at joshella29 on Twitter. And if I talk too fast or you weren't listening, whatever it is, it's okay because you can find all that information in the podcast notes down below. Alex, close this one out for us. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode, and we'll see you all after a Giants win. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.